0: And welcome back to one another Grow the Bench Weekly Short. My name is Leslie Boomer, and my conversation partner today um, is Neil Glatt.
1: Hello. Hey, Leslie. Hi, How's it going?
0: Life is, is rolling along, and I'm, I'm loving the fact that we are soundly into the springtime. How about you?
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: I know. It's just, it was uh, a long haul this winter, because gosh darn it, I didn't get to ski at all, and what is cold good for if there's no snow?
1: Yeah, so that, now that we have nice weather, I'm thinking about one thing, and one thing only, Leslie.
0: And and somehow, I feel like that ha- must have something to do with snow. It's snow! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tell me more.
1: This is the perfect opportunity to start selling snow contracts.
0: Don't... Well, okay. You need to say more about that.
1: Well, so most people are, you know, exhausted and fatigued at the end of winter. And I understand Mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. And especially because depending on where you are in the country, you still might be doing post-season repairs and dealing with customer complaints or, um, you know, waiting for that snow money to actually come in on those one or two snowstorms we got. So it's like... Oh, it's a tough time and, and the weather's nice and all you want to do is is get out there and you know drive with the windows down and you know grab an ice cream on the weekend or something and I I'm with you, right? Yes, a hundred percent. But also, if we don't start with our snow sales, then come September October, we're going to be dealing with probably anywhere from 30 to 50 percent of the market available
0: so oh my gosh is have things shifted is there a change here
1: yeah i mean it's been a slow gradual change for the Mm -hmm. past uh maybe 20 years Uh but you know we've always complained about these guys these property managers you know these decision makers are signing their contracts so late in the winter yes and it's impossible to take advantage of early season discounts on materials and it's impossible to hire all the people and train all the people and then for the past couple years supply chain for equipment has been so crazy that, you know, you didn't have a choice. Either you ordered your trucks in June or you didn't get them until June. Well, yeah. And so um, all of this is kind of like finally starting to work where a lot of contracts are going out very, very early. And it's it's great if you're selling snow now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it may be kind of off the subject, but what do you think the reasons for the shift really are?
1: You know, the professional snow contractors have been pushing for it for a long time. Okay. Um, And it makes sense. It makes sense for everybody. Um, It makes sense for the property managers, decision makers, not to have to make these decisions under under stress um, of potential early season snowfalls. Um, and it gives everybody time to manage their cash flow and set up their accounts and do all the training and walkthroughs and, and preseason discussions. And you know, what's the downside to signing in the spring? Nothing well, yeah, for anybody. I,
0: I can't imagine. I mean, there there are additional things that have occurred since COVID in terms of supply chain and so forth. Sure. That seem to me to make this even more valuable.
1: Correct. And and so I think that. Um, that may have been, uh, the final sort of tipping point we needed for, uh. um, potentially the, the majority of contracts to be awarded in the spring as opposed to the fall. And, you know, it's probably still maybe 50, 50, uh, but if you're really keen to go change your contract structure, if you're really intent on growing your revenue or your profit this year. Um, if you're really concerned about what next year is going to bring in terms of snowfall and how you can be prepared, you want contracts now. And, and it's not that the people who are the most professional award in the spring, although I think there's maybe some tendency for that, but the situation has more to do with negotiations. And when you have zero contracts, then you are in a very weak negotiating position. And you have you have a, what we call a very oh. poor best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So you're forced to take the negotiated agreement. Yeah. You feel like it, right? Um, and so people negotiate poorly when they don't have a good alternative. If you're sitting on a stack of contracts that you like, and then you start to work in the in the fall, you can cherry pick the very best. You negotiate a lot harder. You end up with a lot more of what you want in terms of favorable contracts.
0: Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about how a season like we just had impacts the ability to sell early, like you're suggesting.
1: Well, here's the challenge, Leslie, right? Um, I don't know what the season we just had is because I don't know where our listeners are. Okay. So for you in Ohio, um, we had a very late winter and that means that people are not going to be concerned about buying contracts based on service issues. But in Minnesota, uh, they had a top 10 winter uh, of all time. And so people are ultra concerned around buying on uh, service performance or reliability or communication. Um, Generally speaking, people will tend to shift away from the current winters um, or or to what, what the most favorable structure for the past current winter will be. So in a low snow market, in this market that got zero snow yeah everybody's going to feel tempted to go to a per occurrence basis for contracts oh yeah and in a really heavy market everybody's going to feel tempted to go to a flat rate seasonal um and neither of those are a problem right because you can create a contract that does both a shared risk model and it will be fair and reasonable and accepted by both people
0: Okay, so so there sounds like there are some nuances to kind of updating how you're approaching sales, um, when you're gonna be doing your main push on sales. Um, where can people, I mean, how do you update the way you're thinking for your business? How do you well, do
1: that? Yeah, I mean, the, the conversation gets complicated, right? Because you can't just go out there and um, do the same thing you did in the fall now in the spring, right? You have to learn some new tactics, some ways of presenting the information differently, take advantage of that. Yeah. And look, if you're going to go sell and, and you're coming off a winter where, you know, you didn't have the revenue that you wanted or the snowfall wasn't really ideal, then you have to do some strategic planning mm-hmm. to go figure out what you even want. And, and the solution can't just be 100% per occurrence or 100% seasonal because you don't know what next year is going to bring. Mm-hmm. um so so you have to plan around what are you going to sell first but i think the the first step is make time in your schedule to start selling so if you're in charge of sales for your company for snow don't just think that you're going to pick that up in september you got to go do work now is the number one thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then the second thing is um you know if we compare this to fishing right you set the hook by reaching out to people you've got a fish on the line you have to reel them in before they get away
0: oh okay and so it's a longer process
1: yeah well there's there's more tactics involved right so Mm -hmm. what happens is it's not really hard to say hey leslie it's neil um i know we do the snow for you i actually would like to start this conversation now because it helps us buy materials, it helps you get better prices. It helps us train everybody and generally be a better provider for you. Uh And so you say, sounds great. Come on in. Let's talk about it, right? We sit down and talk about it. So that that hook is set. We started the conversation that we typically reserved until September to start now in in April. Mm -hmm. But how do I convince you to actually decide now? Because the temptation is, hey, you got budgets due. You've got new hires, you've got landscaping, you've got a million other issues that all definitely take precedence over snow removal because you used to make those decisions in September. Yes. And so <laughs> right. So might might as well just drag it out possibly till September again. So as a salesperson, I'm going to say, well, Leslie, let's talk about what a fair date to decide this is.
0: Yeah, and you're s- setting expectations.
1: Setting expectations, right? Yep. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to say You know, we would really love, in fact, I'm going to say, you know, Leslie, to be honest, given the supply chain, I need to know Ah. if you're going to go with us or not by July 1st. Fair. Is that that fair? That's fair, right? Yes. And then I say, all right, so if we're going to decide by, if we're going to be contracted by July 1st, um, then that means uh, a contract has to have gone through a legal review. So if you decide to go with us, you're going to send that contract to your lawyers. My lawyers want to look at it, Right. And how long will that take for you, Leslie? Gotcha. Once you send a contract to your lawyers, uh, is that one week? Is that two weeks? For me, it's two weeks. Okay, so we need three weeks for a legal review if we decide to work together. And then, Leslie, um, in order to decide to work together, you're going to look at multiple bids, I assume. And so um, how long is it going to take you once you have all of your proposals to actually sit down and discuss them? Maybe you have to check with county. Maybe you have to check with, with a colleague, Yep. right? Yep. Maybe that's two weeks. Okay, so now we're at five <laughs> weeks of time. And by the way, you have to get bids. And I know landscapers are busy. We're, we're focused on snow, so we can do it kind of quickly. But I know other people are probably going to drag it out. That could be three weeks, right, to get three bids. Yep. That's the way that some contractors respond right now. So now we're at eight weeks. And... You have to have this conversation with a couple other people. You have to do the site visits. I'm going to have a couple questions. That's at least three weeks. We're talking 11 weeks Yeah. before it's... July 1st, if that's when we want it to be signed, right? So you so just
0: we... you just built back a timeline oh. from, from your end date. I love that. To today. What a yep. shock. Yep. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, hey, if we really want to make this happen then we need to start this whole thing on April 10th. We need to keep on this this timeline that we just agreed to, and then we'll have a contract July 1st. And now I have, I just set up four different touch points to connect with you every couple of weeks that you're expecting me to. I'm never calling and say, hey, Leslie, I'm following up. Hey, Leslie, what's the status? I'm calling you and saying, hey, Leslie, we said that you would have all these things done. Uh, it would take you this much time. Good news, my quote's done. My my component is is finished. How's the rest going?
0: Yeah. So you're keep. Not only did you set up a timeline, from from your expected due date, you're helping to hold them accountable to it.
1: Right. Without. And
0: m- really, nagging.
1: what? I'm not nagging. I'm not <laughs> following up. Right. Uh huh. We are equals in this process, and i'm taking charge i'm sitting in the driver's seat to get your input and build out what we're both going to do beautiful how do i do that well there's a lot of tactics there's a lot of strategy there right i mean listen if if i was able to help you on this podcast great but i think you probably need to to learn more and put it in your own words and rehearse it uh in order to make it great oh
0: for sure so I'm feeling a lead into to a great opportunity. Talk about what's going on in Milwaukee in May.
1: So in May, in Milwaukee, we have what we call the Forum for Sales. And what I did is I took my uh, nearly decade of experience selling multi-million dollar uh, snow portfolios. I wrote down every single thing that I knew how to do in sales wow. into like a 250-page workbook. And uh, I've used used these tools to coach other people. I had a guy who I coached a couple of years ago who sold $100,000 in snow removal. We started working together and six months later, he'd closed a million dollars in snow removal with these strategies. Wow. Um, um, I don't often create something that I think is like masterful, but this is pretty awesome stuff. And uh, I'm fortunate to have learned all of it over the years of practice from other people who are smarter than i am when it comes to sales but now we have it available and i present it for two days at the forum for sales in what is undoubtedly the highest value training i do all year
0: all right so that's going to be in milwaukee
1: it is so if you want to if you want to come out um we're at the western products facility
0: which is oh awesome, awesome, That'd yes,
1: super fun. We have a great spot for dinner, which is included, and that's uh, May tenth and eleventh, Wednesday and Thursday. It's a small room, Leslie. We only bring in about twenty people, okay. and so if you wanna if you want a spot in the room, you gotta hop on snowfightersinstitute.com and lock that in. And uh, we also have a room block set up that um, will expire soon.
0: Okay. So this is, yeah, it's a great opportunity to be, Western's facilities is great. It's a great location. Milwaukee is a ton of fun. But more importantly, you're getting some timely information about how to really shift what you're doing in sales so that next year can look way better than this year. Totally agree. Yep. So, okay, snowfightersinstitute.com and or read the full blog and there's a link for you right there that'll get you to where you need to be to sign up for this great opportunity um i encourage everybody to take a look at that and neil thanks so much this has been very not only interesting but inspiring to get going let's get some motivation to change things up learn a little bit more and hit the ground running for uh, 2024 sales Awesome. All right. Until uh, next week, thanks so much for tuning in to uh, the Weekly Short. And Neil, we'll be talking to you in a couple weeks.